Hello, and welcome to the Brutally Honest Books podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Gerrand, and I'll be giving you my honest thoughts on the books I read. While the reviews will be short and to the point, they'll include everything you want to know without any spoilers to help you figure out what you should read next. So with that said, let's jump right in. Hi everyone. So today I'm going to be talking about a book that was published in October of 2020. So it has been a minute, but when it came out, I was seeing it all over Bookstagram and decided to give it a read myself. And it has been a little while since I finished it, but I still wanted to give you a review on it so you can decide for yourself if this would be something that you are interested in reading, especially since fall is right around the corner and this would make a pretty fitting fall read. And it's the book, The Once and Future Witches by Alex E. Harrow. So to kind of cut to the chase, I do have mixed feelings about this book. There are reasons why I like it and some reasons why it wasn't my favorite. But before I get into my thoughts, let me quickly read you the synopsis. The year is 1893 and there's no such thing as witches. There used to be, but now the closest thing to witchcraft is just meaningless charms and nursery rhymes. Instead, women are seeking power through practical measures, like the workforce and the ballot box. But when the Eastwood sisters, James Juniper, Agnes Amaranth, and Beatrice Belladonna join the suffragists of New Salem, they begin to pursue the forgotten words and ways that might turn the women's movement into the witches' movement. Stalked by shadows and hunted by forces who will not suffer a witch to vote or even live, the sisters need to delve into old magic, draw new alliances, and heal the bond between each other if they want to survive. Right away, you are plunged into this novel and forced to sort of figure out what's going on, who the different characters are, and what's at stake. So there is no soft launch of characters or storyline, which is totally fine. That is a common literary style. So that is not a critique, just something to be aware of because you really are swept up into this story and its intersection of reality and fantasy. And I think part of what contributes to that is the very stylized writing. It's very true to the era that it's set in, which is the year 1893. And in addition to the writing style and the dialogue, you can tell a lot of research also went into the overall context of the story. So Harrow also included a lot of historical references like the Underground Railroad, stories by the Brothers Grimm, as well as information about suffragists at the time. But Harrow also keeps the story feeling fictional and a little fairy tale like by starting each chapter with a couple lines of short little rhyming spells, like Jane and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water, spill it thrice, say it twice, or soon it will get hotter, which is a spell against burns that requires clear water and a strong will to perform. So having these little rhyming spells at the start of each chapter really adds to the overall whimsy and witchy vibes of the book, which, as I said, makes this a great fall read. 
And as you can probably tell, this is also a really fun read. Personally, it's not something that I majorly clicked with or it was something that I would go out of my way to talk about or to recommend to someone, but it was still a light and entertaining read. And I know it is kind of weird to use terms like light and fun and entertaining when you're talking about the fight for women's rights and the very real trials against women who were thought to be witches, but I think you know what I mean and what I'm getting at. And even though there are those things going on, there is actual witchcraft that ends up being performed. So it ends up pushing this book into the fantasy genre, which really adds to the brevity. But like I said, there are very real subject matters at hand, some of which I mentioned, but some additional elements include having characters who are gay, because that is a very real part of history that is often completely excluded or glossed over. Harrow also addresses racism at this time, so it's not just this white female fantasy novel. Racism and prejudice are a part of the story, just like real life. And not all the characters are perfect feminists either. Some of the characters say things that are offensive or they're just not strong enough in their beliefs or convictions to fight for true equality for everyone. And I did like this aspect of the story because even though this is a fantasy slash historical fiction novel, Harrow is keeping the parts of the story that are rooted in reality true to history and what people actually would have been like at this time, which is good and bad and everything in between. That being said, I am under the impression that the three sisters who are the protagonists, James, Agnes, and Beatrice, are meant to be likable to readers. However, I did make a note that they were kind of unlikable characters to me. They were very strong female feminist characters, which we love to see, but I jotted down in my notes that they were kind of unlikable in regards to how they treat one another. And I do just want to reiterate that this was a note that I made because I did read this book a while back and I am a little fuzzy on the specifics, so don't come for me if I am incorrect about this, but based on what I wrote down and what I remember, I just remember being kind of annoyed at the way that they treated one another. And I understand that these characters do have a lot of baggage or issues with one another, which is realistic for a lot of siblings. I have three siblings myself, so I would know. However, at the same time, the author also tells us how close they are with one another. And I just found that to be too opposing to the way that they treat or speak to one another. The way that these two things are presented just didn't mesh for me. However, I also wrote down that this could be realistic for some people, and maybe I'm just not a fan of their dynamic. That is totally possible. So you probably just have to read this for yourself and formulate your own opinion. So with all that said and done, I personally would give this book about three and a half out of five stars. But if you are interested in this book, I know it looks a little daunting. It is a pretty large book coming in at about 500 pages, 
but the font size is pretty large and the way that it's written really lends itself to being a pretty easy and swift read. So you will finish this a lot sooner than you think. So let me know if you do read it. My DMs are always open. Like I said, I personally found it to be a fun and entertaining read. However, it also wasn't my personal favorite or one that I found to be something to write home about. It kind of gave me CW Network vibes, if you know what I mean. But maybe I'm just being too harsh of a judge. That is totally possible. So let me know what your thoughts are. And in the meantime, you can follow along on Instagram at Brutally Honest Books. Rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe from wherever you're listening from and stay tuned for more episodes. Thank you so much for listening to the Brutally Honest Books podcast. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening from. If you like this show, you can rate and review on iTunes, and be sure to follow along on Instagram at Brutally Honest Books.